Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Off the Board Sports. Saturday, November 4th, as like we said, we have a big college football slate today. Yesterday, recapping game one of the NBA in-season tournament, and there was some exciting games across the board. You saw Indiana and the Cavaliers go down head-to-head. Pacers were able to get the win there. And the game that everyone was talking about, the Golden State Warriors, Oklahoma City Thunder, Golden State, was there any doubt? No, with all the experience that somehow they were going to pull that win out. And certainly they did. Denver goes to 5-1, and one and Portland keeps Memphis at winless in the early season. But going to go to college football now. Got five free plays. We're also going to be recapping the biggest, or excuse me, previewing the biggest games of the slate today. And we're going to go uh, Texas-Kansas State right at 12 o'clock, noon start, Eastern time, 9 out Pacific. Yeah, I'm going to get my thoughts on this game first. You talked about Kansas State. You know, they've been a little bit inconsistent. Now they're really hitting their stride the last couple weeks. Um, You know, they haven't had the toughest opponents, but they've been uh, winning at a very uh, consecutive rate. They played all the Texas schools, Texas Tech, TCU, and Houston, and and they weren't even close. But this is where things get with a lot of implications. You have many games today with implications, including this one for the Big 12. You have five teams at 4-1. Texas and Kansas State are two of them. Um, the keys of this game, in my opinion, is going to be the quarterback play with Will Howard. You know, Quinn Ewers is going to be a, a fully go if he is healthy. Um, and then you got the running backs. You got two really good running backs with Brooks for Texans and Gideon for Kansas State. Um, Kansas State is a very underrated team, like I said. Um, they performed a little, not up to their par early in the year. Uh, losing at Oklahoma State, but this team is still very good at six and two. They can very much get their way to a Big Twelve championship. Uh, it starts today. I think I'm liking Kansas State on the road here at plus three and a half. I think they win this outright. I don't know if the quarterback for Texas is going to be there. If it is Ewers, if it's the backup who played last week, I don't know if they have enough to beat this physical Kansas State uh, defense up front. They're big. They're physical, quick. Linebackers are solid. And Will Howard at the quarterback position. I like him a lot. He's big. He can make every throw. Uh, doesn't take off a lot with his uh, with his feet and doesn't really hurt you. But the numbers are a little uh, disappointing. Only 14 touchdowns, 7 INTs. I expect a little bit more for Will Howard and his capability. But I think Kansas State on the road here. Who do you, who do you think? Yeah, I disagree. I like Texas here at home. I know Quinn Yards is out for the foreseeable future. We'll see where he is on week-to-week basis. But I like Texas. These two teams are very similar defensively and offensively. You look in the Big 12 and defense first. Kansas State is first and only allowing 15.9 points per game. Texas is second, 16 uh, yards allowed, second and third in the Big 12. And offensively, both of them right at top of the Big 12 as well. Kansas State third and Texas fifth so they're very evenly matched I think the question for me is how Texas defense especially on the defensive side of the ball against the Kansas State running game Kansas State 226 yards on the ground 
first in the Big 12. I think that's going to be key here. I think if Texas can stop the run, they've been very stout up front, physical like we've said all year long, that is going to go a long way. Will Howard's a very good quarterback, but he is turnover prone, seven interceptions. That's going to be key in this one. And Texas, they got weapons. Murphy played well against BYU. BYU was an experienced D. Uh, but this is going to be a little bit more of a step up. They got 18 seniors on that defensive side of the ball. I think if Murphy can be turnover free, get Brooks in the running game, get Worthy and Mitchell in the passing game, and play contramentally football on both sides of the ball, I think uh, Texas will be fine. Uh, Kansas State's a trendy uh, pick and a very hot team in the Big 12 right now. Uh, but you got to look who they played the last three weeks. Uh, Texas Tech, Houston, TCU, not the cream of the crop. So I think uh, they're going to take a little bit of step uh, for, uh, back uh, this week against Texas on the yeah. road in Austin. I just don't know if I can trust fresh, uh, Murphy, the freshman. You talked about his struggles, but um, yeah, um, let's go into our second game. Well, it's also going to stay in the Big 12 because, like we said, we have many games that are implications here, and we're going to go to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, the final installment of Bedlam. Juan, Oklahoma comes in this one with a tons of injuries. Oklahoma State, the leading rusher in Gordon, and also some uh, banged-up receivers in this one. But uh, I think the storyline here, their leading receiver yesterday got arrested and won't be playing today for Oklahoma. Like I said, the two running backs with Major and uh, right, or excuse me, Major and Walker are both questionable in this one. Never really had an, a great running game this season under Brett Venables. Dylan Gabriel is there. They're going to be their leading rusher. Both those guys are out at 294. Uh, but Oklahoma State, that's good here. That's kind of the surprise in the Big 12 right now. Uh, winning four in a row and really in dominating fashion uh, over Cincinnati, putting up a lot of points, doing well so against West Virginia, Kansas, and then, of course, the upset went over Kansas State at home. But uh, this is a tough place to play. Uh, it's going to be a, a day game. That's going to uh, relieve it a little bit. I wish it was a night game. But uh, how do you see Oklahoma bouncing back? I mean, Oklahoma, after that Texas win, has looked sloppy in the three games they played. Uh, getting fortune against UCF, and then obviously losing at uh, Kansas last week. Uh, what do you think? Well, the keys of this game is pretty simple to me with Oklahoma. They have to stop Gordon the second. This guy's yeah. just a load in the backfield. Ten touchdowns. He's second in the nation at 1,087 yards so I believe far. he's first. No, Vidal out okay. of Troy oh, is. Oh, yeah, because they played the game on Thursday. But, yeah. Yeah. Most likely will be Gordon after this game. But back to my point, it's going to be really, really key for that Arizona defense to zone in on Arizona. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Oklahoma's defense to really zone in on Gordon and just make Bauman beat you with his arm, make him one dimensional. If you do that, I think the Sooners will be perfectly fine in this game. Um, you talk about all the stuff going on for Oklahoma. Uh, Gabriel, he's a leader. He knows how to handle these moments. Uh, he'll find his playmakers. And then, again, look what he did against Texas. He beat them on their feet, on his, on his feet. But I think Oklahoma will win this game. You know, they've owned Oklahoma State. But don't sleep on the Cowboys. This is a very hot team in the Big 12. We talked about how they won four in a row in dominating fashion, beating both Kansas schools and then uh, beating West Virginia and Cincinnati. But, I think the key to Oklahoma's success, if they stop Gordon, they limit him, they keep him out of the screen game, they'll be okay to win this game. If they don't contain him, it might be a long day for the Sooners. Yeah, I like Oklahoma State at home. I'm going to go ahead and take the plus five and a half. I just don't like how Oklahoma's going. They're reeling, missing players now, and now Gabriel's going to have more on his shoulders. I think it's going to be pivotal for him to make plays in the passing game, also in the running game like he did against Texas. You look at Bauman, the former Texas Tech 
uh, transfer, uh, has experience playing against Oklahoma, so he knows them well. And also, I think as a team, and Gundy always takes his mentality, I think they're going to play with a little bit more edge, knowing that this is the last installment for the Bedlam rivalry at home. I think Oklahoma State wins this game outright. And like I said, I just don't trust the running game from Oklahoma. Oklahoma State's defense is kind of a bend-don't-break kind of defense. They let up big plays, they let up yards, but... They don't let up a lot of points, so I like Oklahoma State, and their offenses have been clicking ever since uh, early on in this year, so I'm going to take them at home. Yeah, certainly we disagreeing on those first two games. We're going to be going in the nightcap now. It's going to be going, we have tremendous nights late. you got Washington, USC, LSU, Alabama, and then, of course, you got the two Pac-12 games. But let's get off into this game first. You want to go to that Kansas and Iowa State game a yeah, little bit? Because, uh, again, have... it has big implications on the Big 12. You know, yeah. Iowa State's one of the hottest teams as well. Yeah. They have really turned things around there, winning four of their last five. And uh, their defense, their defense is looking back to the old Iowa State defense, uh, shutting teams down getting turnovers, and their offense is coming in alive as well as it did not early in the season. Yeah, and this is going to go to our first free play of the day. Iowa State minus two and a half. We all know Kansas beat Oklahoma for the first time in 18 years, so they're going to be on an all-time high, 6-2, and two, another surprising season under Lippold there. Uh, but I like Iowa State here at home. You look at what they've done, they're very hot. They've struggled on the offensive side. Retro freshman Bachet has been playing a lot better. That offensive line is one of the best in the nation, only allowed five sacks, so that's going to be key. And Iowa State's defense, we know what they do, like Juan mentioned. They force turnovers, they play great defense, a lot like uh, their counterparts there, uh, Iowa, their rivals, but... Uh, I think Iowa State's offense, uh, the way they've been putting up points, it's always been a question there. I think they get the win at uh, home today. Yeah, I could see a big-time letdown for Kansas going on the road here as well as Iowa State, how hot they've been playing. I I like Iowa State big, to be honest. I think they roll. I think they continue their streak, going 5-1 and one in the Big 12 and uh, have their chances still alive for them. But let's get back into the main time action in this evening's games. It's going to be going to the Pac-12. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's uh, going to be uh, expecting to see this one and uh, what's going to the expectations for this game are. Washington-USC. Um, I'm looking at this game for some key points on both sides. Washington, they have not looked good after that Oregon win. They got very unfortunate that they got that win. Oregon pretty much dominated them that whole game. Some missed coaching uh, calls on fourth down in the goal lines, and uh, we all know what happened in that game. But look at the last three weeks. Arizona State, 15-7. Stanford barely escaping, 42-33. I don't know if it's just more not playing up to the competition or just – I'm not sure what it is, but they have not looked good. Yeah, well, but previous that at Arizona only beating them by seven. Arizona's a tricky team, but um, USC on the other hand, we all know what they have done this season. Their defense has just been one of the worst in the nation. Their offense is still one of the best that can put up points. But this game is going to really be a shootout, in my opinion. It's going to be whoever has the ball last. It's going to be similar to that game a year ago when Utah uh, USC went to Utah and uh, Utah won at the last second. I think it's just going to be a shootout. I think it's just going to be match score for score. Pennant Junis, Pennant Junis, and then Caleb Williams, of course. Um, either, I guess, if you had to give an advantage in the running game, you give it to USC slightly with Lloyd, who has a pretty good year. 800 yards, uh, only 100 carries. But um, their di- dynamic and their MO is to throw the ball and air it out to their, their wideouts. So, and, and Washington, yeah. they have the one of the best in the nation uh, with their uh, three with McMillan, Polk. 
as well as Oduzzi. So I think it's going to be whoever uh, has the ball last in the fourth quarter. Whoever uh, makes a key turnover is going to be costly, but I think it's going to be coming down to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm going to say right now, anyone that's playing uh, some money on the Trojans uh, might as well put it on fire because, yeah, they're 7-2. They showed a lot of fight against Cal, but allowing 49 points to Cal after losing against Utah. It took a lot of energies, had to score 21 points in the fourth quarter, and it just took a lot of energy. I wonder how much they're going to come out here on a Saturday night, still running in the Pac-12, but this is a different offense. This is probably the best offense they're going to face all year outside of Oregon, and it's going to be a big day for them. You know, I think Alex Grant hasn't stopped anybody in the last two years. What's going to change tonight when you have one of the Heisman frontrunners coming in to Michael Penix? You got a doozy. You got Polk who can just shred him on the offensive side of the ball. I think Washington's defense will play a lot better. I don't think they played up to the competition the last couple of weeks. I think a lot of people are going to look into that and automatically say, oh, is this team for real? We're going to find out today, and I think Washington will put 45-plus on this team. Caleb Williams is going to do what he can uh, with their receivers as well. They're a prolific offense as well. But I think Washington is uh, the real deal, and I think they get this win. And like I said, what has faith that USC can stop this offense or limit them? They haven't done it in the last two years under Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch. It's not going to happen tonight. Take Washington. That's my free pick today, minus three. And also worth noting that they have been doing it without McMillan. McMillan's been out since the Michigan State game. Tried to come back last week. Re-injured it against Stanford. And also Michael Penix was dealing uh, with some uh, illness in that game as well that people didn't know about was able to put up a pretty good performance and get the W there at Palo Alto. But uh, I like Washington. Too much offense. you got other guys to replace McMillan like they have and filled in for them as well. Johnson has been uh, key in the running game as well in, in times. Uh, I like Washington. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting one for sure out west. Let's get into the LSU-Alabama matchup. What do we expect from this one? You know, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman uh, front runner right now looks like this guy's just been playing lights out 25 touchdowns three ints and um you know it's not his fault he doesn't play defense if some of these games lsu uh just couldn't stop teams um early in the year um they like against Ole miss on the road against uh, another uh florida state early in the season but um you know the last three weeks he's been playing a lot of cupcakes army auburn and then of course at missouri but i think today we're going to really find out what Jalen Daniels is made of. You know, he has two of the best receivers in the nation. It kind of reminds me of Chase and Jefferson when they were there, uh, neighbors and Thomas Jr. But um, I think Alabama really exposes them today. They, they've been rolling themselves. They've been uh, playing a lot better on the defensive side. You saw what they did against those adjustments against Tennessee, shutting them down in that second half. I think LSU will put up points, but I think in the end, Alabama would just be too much. That defensive LSU is just a liability. They try to outscore you. They don't cap tackle. You know, the bye week might actually help them in this, but um, I think Alabama, just the talent at home, I think the line is disrespected to um, the Crimson Tide for sure. A lot of people giving LSU too much credit, but I think Jalen Monroe has been playing better. And then the running game as well with McClennan. I think they get enough done. I think they uh, rolled today in uh, Tuscaloosa. Yeah, uh, Jaden Daniels, I've told you since he was at Arizona State, and a lot of people didn't know about him at the time because they didn't watch uh, Pac-12 football, 
that this kid was going to be a great NFL quarterback, and certainly he wasn't in the right system, didn't have the talent around him. He goes to LSU, and look at the numbers he's putting up, possibly a Heisman Trophy at the end of this year. Uh, today will have a lot to do with that, but 25 TDs, only three INTs, second in the QBR at 91.8. Also in the running game, this guy gets it done as well. He had 885 yards, 11 touchdowns a year ago, 521 and five touchdowns. You know, this LSU uh, offense is loaded a lot like when Joe Burrow was there. They got one of the best receivers and neighbors and a trio of receivers actually here with neighbors, of course. But Thomas Jr. is an excellent guy. Cannon Lacey, who's averaging 19 yards per catch, hasn't had a whole lot of playing time, but a guy that can hurt you in the passing game as well. And we've seen what Saban has struggled in the past. Uh, guys that can go out of the pocket, extend plays, and scramble and make yards with their legs. And that's what Daniels can do. I think they'll be able to put up points. Uh, LSU's defense is going to be questionable. Well, they got a lot of corners out in this game. I think if they can somehow find enough, uh, find a way to get enough shots against Milrow, who is a great uh, deep ball thrower, and uh, stop the running game, they'll hang around. But that's going to be key. But I like Alabama revenge game in Tuscaloosa. I think Alabama wins. I'm going to take a minus three. Yeah, it surely is a revenge game. But Alabama knows if they're going to get to the title, they cannot lose another game. And certainly uh, yeah. it starts with LSU. And then, of course, they can f- get their way still to the college football playoffs. But last two games of the day, you got Oregon State going out to Boulder. You got UCLA going out to the desert. You know, some very underrated games. Two ranked teams going on the road. You see any upset here? You think Arizona is on upset alert after beating Oregon State? A week ago, but we talked about it last week. Fafita, the quarterback for the Cats, have just been playing lights out. Yeah. No one really talks about him. This kid can make every throw. But Arizona, they're, they're looking to be a bowl team this year. And well, uh, There will be a bowl team, no doubt about that. But yeah. uh, I'm going to my second free play here. I'm going UCLA minus 2.5. Okay. Arizona, fifth straight ranked opponent. That's got to take a toll on you after beating Oregon State last year, in a, uh, excuse me, last week in a tough game, and of course Washington State up in Pullman. But UCLA, their offense is very good, top of the Pac-12, near the top of the Pac-12. Defense is first. They lead the nation in getting pressure on quarterbacks, something that Oregon State didn't do last week enough. I think that's going to be the difference. Of course, you got the one-two combo with Still and Harden, and you got Garbers, who's most likely going to be uh, playing again in the two games that he has stepped in for more has looked good. Uh, 40 out of 55, a 69 completion percentage, uh, three INTs, but didn't look convincingly enough against Colorado at times. I, I would love to see him be more consistent here today at Arizona. Tough road game, but tough ass for Arizona's schedule. Uh, very, very good team down there in Tucson, in my opinion. I'm surprised they weren't ranked after beating Oregon State last week, at least uh, top 25. Yeah, but, I just want to make a quick, quick... Uh, uh, I like the Bruins tonight. I think they get it done. Quick uh, review of the Arizona Wildcats season so far. I think they might have been, if not one of the most unexpected teams to perform this well. You talk about their last five games, Washington, they gave them all they can handle. They should have beat USC in that triple overtime, let that one slip, but they were big-time underdogs. And they dominated Washington State in the Palouse. And then last week, like I said, they beat Oregon State. I loved them last week. Uh, they just keep proving the uh, team wrong. And, uh, of course, a lot of people don't get to watch them on the East Coast. But if it if you do have a chance to watch them, you should definitely watch that quarterback, Fafita, and then their playmakers as well on the outside and the yeah, running back. Yeah, a tremendous receiver. Yeah, 6'5", tremendous size. He might be a, a nightmare matchup for the Bruins today if he has time to throw. But, yes, yeah, so, um, any other games you want to quickly uh, – 
preview potential upsets. You got Notre Dame going to Clemson. Yeah, it's gotten to the under radar game there. Uh, Notre Dame Clemson. Obviously, Clemson's having a disappointing year at four and four. Uh, they're at home. Notre Dame has had a tough schedule this year. You've seen when they've gone on the road against Duke and Louisville, already playing a couple of ACC teams. So, yeah. what do you think of Missouri going to Georgia? Yeah, that's the other seven big game and today. one, eight and zero. Oh. Let's get to this one. This is for the what they're uh, playing SEC for. West. Missouri SEC West. Yep. If Missouri wins this, they hold the tie break and they hold their own destiny. Yep, they will hold their own destiny if they are able to beat Georgia yep. in Athens. Uh, it's going to take a lot. We know what Georgia is with 25 consecutive wins in college football. Uh, they're just writing their own history books. We know Bowers is out, but they got plenty of weapons to complement him. They ain't going to totally replace him, but you're going to. They have guys that can do enough. And McCocky, who had a big game against Florida, he's a tough guy to cover out in space. He's crafty. He'll make you miss. Underrated speed and, and footwork there at the wide receiver position. But you got the three running backs that they just rotate and rotate. Carson Beck, that was the big question with him, and the guy just keeps proving people wrong. He just Goes out there and does what Georgia quarterbacks do. They find guys. They don't turn the ball over. They get the running backs involved, and, and they roll over teams. They're physically, defensively, offensively. They tackle well. They don't commit turnovers. They don't uh, commit stupid penalties. And Kirby Smart is, like I said, three years ago when he went to Georgia, will get this program where it needed to be, and he certainly has. And Missouri, you want to get into their chances in this one? Yeah, well, I just want to talk about Georgia really quick about their schedule this far throughout the season. They've played really virtually nobody. That's true. If you look at it, they've started off with Tennessee Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB. Uh, Auburn was the toughest test that uh, gave them all they can handle, and then they pounced on uh, Kentucky. You look at Georgia's schedule now real Vanderbilt. quickly. Yes, yeah, so this is, this is you my got, point. you got Missouri, then yeah. you got Ole Miss coming to town, and then you got Tennessee. So this could be a little bit of a look-ahead spot here for Georgia. Well, it's not only a look at spot, a look ahead, but they have three tough opponents coming up, yeah, three ranked that. teams, and I expect them to lose one of these games. Uh, you can't get up for it three weeks in a row, even with Kirby Smart. You know, you have a Missouri Which team. Which one would you say has the best chance to lose? Uh, I would say Ole Miss, um, but again, they have two at home, so that's certainly advantage for the Dogs. I think going on the road to Tennessee could be a tricky game in that environment okay. with Carson Beck, with no uh, Brock Bowers. But I think next week with Ole Miss. What about Missouri? I think, well, I just talked about Missouri. They're not usually this good. And Coach Drinkwitz, um, I think, um, I don't know if I could trust Brady Cook in this moment. I'm, I'm going to look ahead to next the week. Make the argument that Missouri could be 8-0 if they would have hung up against LSU. But, yeah. But uh, their defense is not as good as Ole Miss's. That's why I like Ole Miss and, uh, next week. Well, but Missouri's defense is actually top of the SEC, right behind uh, some of the te- topper teams, yeah. Alabama well, and Georgia. So I think this game could be closer than people are expecting. Uh, you know, the points spread at 15. Georgia we'll came off another dominating performance against Florida. Everyone's going to look at that and think Georgia's going to roll this one. I think Missouri is going to come in here and – Keep this game close in the first half. Georgia ultimately pulls away, but they got weapons on the outside, and Brady, Brady Cook is a very good quarterback, a guy that can hurt you in the feet and in the passing game as well. So yeah, uh, I think um, he's been dealing with an ankle injury. It seems like he's a 100%. He doesn't turn the ball over. Only three yeah. INTs on the season. 
And you got a really good running back in Schrader, who's uh, 807 yards, nine touchdowns. So that's going to be key uh, to run the ball today against Georgia. A lot of teams can't do that consistently if enough. If they could get the ball to Burton the third, this guy yeah. has nearly 1,000 yards. Like, like you just mentioned, they have playmakers. It's about getting the ball to them against that Georgia front yeah. and uh, executing those plays. If they could do that, they could have a great chance at covering this game at plus 15, in my opinion. Yeah, and they got other weapons. <clears throat> got Wees and Cooper there as well. But uh, it's going to ultimately come. You can't, can't turn the ball over in these big-time games. You can't give them short you got to win the turnover battle and, against, and you gotta, against Georgia. And you got to find a way to win the turnover battle, yeah. just like they, so many years at Alabama. I think Missouri can do that, though. They can hang around, but I just don't see them going into Athens yeah. and winning. I'm just uh, I'm just really excited to see what we're going to be, really see what Georgia's made of this season the next three weeks. As I mentioned, that's when they, they really, really have a tough stretch uh, headed to the winding down this season. Um, and again, no Brock Bowers could play a big role in some of these games. And uh, when they need to play, you know, they still have McCockey. Yeah. Uh, but and you got who, the other tight end, Dalp, another athletic, yeah, uh, freakish, six, athletic six, guy that but, can um, go up there. Who else is going to make uh, make plays besides those two? Well, you got Rosemary Jackson. Little you, concern. You got a, a really talented receiver, freshman Thomas <sighs> uh, at Georgia. So uh, I think Carson Beck uh, will just be finding this one. But that's going to do it for today. You got our five free plays. Let's recap here quickly. Iowa State minus two and a half. Washington minus two and a half. Don't even mess around and try to take a chance with Caleb and the Trojan D. UCLA will beat Arizona tonight, minus two and a half, Alabama minus three. Thank you for listening to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at Off the Board Sports. Thank you and best of luck.